All right. We're back with another episode of Swag Tier. I'm Steven. And I'm Megan. And this is actually the first episode that's going out that will be on our brand new iTunes feed. Woo! I'm pretty excited about it. I am pretty excited about it, especially because when I looked at the iTunes page, I saw that like the popularity of the last episode like was full bars, like something you'd see <laughs> when you look at like a Beyonce song or something, like Beyonce's new hit, whatever. Oh, man. You can get a Beyonce tag. A Beyonce tag. <laughs> I mean, she was the first one that came to my mind. I literally could have said anybody else. I don't think she even has a new song. Yeah. When you think of popular podcasters, of course, you think of Beyonce first. <laughs> Does she even have a podcast? No. <laughs> Beyonce cast. <laughs> I guess she's on my mind because I've been trying to get tickets to the. She has a concert coming up, and I've been trying to get tickets for oh, Joey. Okay. And of course, they cost like a friggin' arm and a leg. Oh wait, like how how much? Well, so like tickets on the field, I think are like a thousand dollars plus. What? Oh, but if you want to sit like in the stands, they're more reasonable. But still, I mean, they're like, and that was the price that they were when you buy like from Ticketmaster. Of course, Ticketmaster is all sold out at this point. But right, so that's not even the the reselling value, right? Wow. And on the field, and I'm not too familiar with concert terminology, that, that would be like standing in the crowd that would surround the stage and stuff so like that? So I don't think they can allow that kind of rowdiness when Queen Bay is around. <laughs> I think they just have like lawn chairs. I'm guessing. I don't know, you know, for sure, because I haven't done too much research. I mean, this isn't Mama Moo we're talking about. So I'm only vaguely <laughs> familiar with how this works. <laughs> Whereas the Mama Moo seating I've arrangement, you're... <laughs> research really exactly you know i'm just using my research abilities that i learned through school i could write a mama moo thesis i'm gonna write a mama moo something <laughs> be quiet <laughs> we're not talking about fan fiction yet we can come back to that later all right bookmarking that one yeah well you can tell everybody why my fan fiction writing has not really been going as much as it has been in the past because I've been distracted. And what have I been distracted by? Oh, man. So just in the last episode, you know, we always aim for the episodes to hit around 30 minutes. And <laughs> we also don't really go off of any show notes. Um, we usually have one intro topic and, and we'll, we'll organically spread out from there. I mean, this is kind of evident because what the game I'm going to be talking about right now was supposed to be the intro topic, and then I immediately started talking about iTunes. <laughs> well, it was relevant <laughs> and important. Uh, yeah, and then that was just like the first thing that, that naturally came to mind, and, and we ran with it. But it does sometimes mean that things we plan for don't make it into the episode we intended to reveal it at. And so last episode, I had been addicted to a game called Pocket Card Jockey. For the 3DS, it's only, what, seven bucks? Yep. Insanely reasonable uh, as a 3DS downloadable title, but a lot of value and a lot of charm as it's made by Game Freaks, the guys who made Pokemon. So first you have super cute art, lots of gameplay mechanics that blend in together, collectability aspect, uh, RPG progression, all of things you would not expect to hear from a game that is about horse racing and solitaire. <laughs> oh. And I was going to mention it last episode as, as my addiction, the the addiction that I apparently need to have because I stopped playing 
shop heroes, shop runners. aka shop runner. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mentioned after the podcast to Megan that I was interested. You know, I've been really playing this game, uh, and it's about horse racing. And you were like, Ugh. <laughs> and then I mentioned it's also about solitaire, and you were like, oh, <laughs> yep. And oh, man, especially for me. Neither of those are interesting. <laughs> I, I don't care anything about horse racing, and I don't like solitaire all that much. Oh, my God. I love solitaire. I play solitaire all the time. When Steven was telling me about this game, I was playing solitaire, and he was like, I think you're playing solitaire right now. And I was like, oh, my God. How did you know? <laughs> Legitimately surprised. I had no idea that right. he knew that I like solitaire that much. Right. You, you were a little bit flabbergasted. There was a hint of embarrassment in your voice yep. as well as an underlying current of shock. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew that a game made by the Pokemon people who focused on solitaire mechanics, even if there were a hundred horses in the game, Ugh. would be right up Megan's alley. And she raced against time to buy it. <laughs> well, I didn't realize we were going to talk about that part. <laughs> but I guess we have to elaborate now. So, well, I was I was gonna leave it a little vague, but that was that was like an in joke with us. Well, how in the what, what in the world does that even mean to somebody who's listening to this? She raced against time to buy it. Like that's that's like cryptic. So, basically, Steven told me about this game, and I really had to go to the bathroom when he was telling me about it. And I was like, oh my god, like what am I gonna do on the toilet for God knows how long I'm gonna be there? I need to buy this game before I go to the bathroom so that I have something to to play when i'm on the toilet and the race part was because obviously like i could just buy it and go to the bathroom but the race part was i was trying to order other things from amazon you know when you have prime if you order with no rush shipping. no rush shipping they give you a dollar of digital credit to you know buy books or games or whatever so i was trying to buy seven <laughs> separate things <laughs> so that I could get this game right, for free. You, you were you were a dollar under or something like that, uh, or, or two. So I think I had like three or four dollars banked already. So I was trying to buy, <laughs> you know, whatever the difference was, four or three dollars worth of shipments to even out the rest of this right, game, right, which means three separate purchases. Right, not buying together because they had to be three separate shippings. <laughs> So, I mean, my theory on this was that I hate horses, so I'm not going to pay any money for anything having to do with horses. So that was the motivation behind why I why I was racing against time. And for the record, just a little spoiler here, I did make it to the bathroom in time, so, you know, we're all good there. But I did buy the game. I didn't end up getting the shipments that I wanted because I couldn't find good prices for the stuff that I was looking for. So I ended up having to pay $4 for the game. Right, right. You were, you were looking at what? The Harry Potter DVD collection? Yeah, so I was looking at the Harry Potter DVD collection, which has been sitting in my save for later section of my cart forever because I've got a couple of the DVDs on just regular DVD and then I bought the rest on Blu-ray. And, you know, I've wanted to upgrade my regular DVDs for quite some time now. And they were always a reasonable price, like what you would expect a DVD to cost, you know, 15 to 20 bucks, something like that, particularly a Blu-ray DVD. And now all of a sudden, and I don't know if that's because Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is coming out later this year, as well as that manuscript for the play, uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child or something like that, that's coming out later this year. So I guess the hype is kind of up for Harry okay. Potter. So suddenly these DVDs were like $45 each. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I'll buy a new game Jesus. for that. Yeah. How about Overwatch for that much? <laughs> right. <laughs> Less. Yeah. I was going to say, didn't you get it for 30 
38. Mm, okay. That's the Best Buy sort of add in all the promos price. Uh huh. Apparently, I'm getting some metal collector's art plate too. Oh. Which is an interesting promo bonus. Yeah, neat. Anyway, headed back to your race against time. You were able to buy the game. You did have to pay for a horse game, much to your chagrin. <laughs> I did have to pay for a horse game. But a week later, I can't really say. I mean, I regret the purchase, but at the same time, I don't regret the purchase <laughs> because it's basically been eating up every waking free moment that I have during the day. Yeah, you've been getting into it more than I have. Like, okay, so backing up, before <laughs> I told Megan about the game, I had really been coming off an addiction where it even beat the shop runner addiction, where I stayed up till 4 a.m. <laughs> playing this game <laughs> that's what i did last night oh my god i'm talking about a work night too oh. not even just a weekend no night. no this oh, was a week weekend night for me yeah this was bad and yet so good oh <laughs> this game is ridiculous the thing about it that like you know i mean this is how i i view all games in general to be honest you know if i lose i'm like oh my god i gotta play another one because i can't end on a loss but then when mm -hmm. I win, I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm so doing so good. I'm going to do another race. Like, and then all of a exactly. sudden, it's like 10 hours later. And I'm like, where the hell did my day go? It's really good at drip feeding tantalizing next steps for you, too. Because they'll immediately after you finish a race, they'll tell you about the next coming race. And so, yeah, of course you want to run in that, <laughs> that premium G1 race. Like, Ugh. yeah, I can totally kill it. Or... Maybe you lose one and you're just like, well, you know, I'll just clean up this G3 lower tiered race just to get back into a good groove before I quit. And then you'll, your horses will find a new skill. And at least for me, I want to know more about that skill. Or your horse will retire or your horse will, or you'll meet a new horse owner and have a new crush on a K-pop <laughs> gamer idol. Yeah, there is one horse owner. So, I mean, as a jockey, you're racing horses that belong to somebody else. And then this somebody mm -hmm. else, they come and they, you know, they obviously want you to win because they want you to promote them for whatever, uh, like it looks good for them. And then, you know, if you start losing, then they come in and they're basically like, you suck, here's some money, make sure you don't keep losing. And there's one lady that I like who is, I mean, she looks pretty Asian to me, like the other ones look white or not Asian. I mean... It's a cartoon, so you can't tell, really. But to me, I, I see Asian. And maybe that's just because I want to see Asian. <laughs> but she's... Selective vision. Yeah, selective vision. She's, um, you know, she's preppy. She's supposed to be a pop star. She's supposed to be into gaming. There was something that she likes that I don't like. Was it cats? Is she the one that likes cats? Undoubtedly. Ugh, she likes cats. God. There's, so there's one horse that, like, races with a cat on its back. I hate that horse. That's I'm sure Steven's favorite horse. I haven't gotten this horse yet. I actually haven't played it since we last spoke about it. Oh my god, is, really? I want to say at least six days ago. Oh, I, a week ago. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I think you must have passed the addiction on to me. No, I mean, work's been crazy over here, but that's not to say I didn't game. I mean, so yeah, and just giving a general overview about this game. First, it's super cute. I mean, come on, a horse with a cat racing on its back? But there are a few mechanics to the game. So the idea is that you're, you are a horse jockey, but you're, you're absolutely awful at it. And in your first race, the horse throws you off its back and you are trampled to death. But a guardian angel 
comes and revives you because heroes never die. And you're given a second chance at horse jockeying. God, because that's what I want to come back to life for. (laughs) Really, it's coming back to fulfill your dream, Megan. Mm. So because you want to be a horse jockey, but you're no good at it, the angel decides to grant you a special power and give you horse jockeying skills as long as you can do something that you're good at. In this case, the main character's only skill is playing solitaire. So during a race, you will actually play solitaire to get enthusiasm for your horse so it can run faster. Even right off the start, you'll actually play a a small, quick solitaire minigame. And depending on how fast you solve that minigame, your horse will get a fast start or a slow start to the race. Then the race will be done in a few segments, where in each segment, you'll play a game of solitaire that will earn your horse enthusiasm for the for the final stretch. And you'll also reposition your horse around everyone else. So there's a tactical element where you can bump people out of the way. You can go on the... I love doing that. You can also go on the inside track when you're taking a corner. Uh, so your horse has sort of less distance to travel and he'll be worn out less. There are power-ups to pick up. There are obstacles to avoid. Hoops to avoid. <laughs> and each of those power-ups and obstacles become cards in your next round of solitaire that you'll have to either pick up if you want to redeem afterward or pick up to clear out so your horse, I guess, doesn't get pooped on. <laughs> So the other thing that you have to manage is your horse's mood. And if you play solitaire badly, like your horse will get pissed off. (laughs) And I've actually had so many cards left at the end of my solitaire game, because the point is to clear all these cards from the board. You get like a deck that you can draw from. It's not solitaire in the sense of like regular solitaire. It's more like spider solitaire. I think that, yeah. So you get a deck that you are drawing from in case you get stuck, because you're trying to make sequences of cards like runs. And if you don't clear it out before the time runs out or before your deck runs out, then the remaining cards will basically like be absorbed by your horse. And the more cards you have, the more angry your horse gets. And your horse can get angry to the point that it will just like run away from the race, <laughs> which I've had happen a number of times. Right, because in, in the positioning portion of each segment, you'll also be able to put your horse in its sort of like optimal spot where it'll gain the most energy but you'll also have a more difficult solitaire game. Alternately, your horse might be pushed out of that spot, or you could choose to go to an easier location where your horse will gain less energy, but your solitaire game will be easier. And that could be used to you know, make sure you clear out your cards and put your horse in a better mood. So even though the, the mechanics themselves are very simple, even though every the, the controls are pretty simple, there are a lot of things to think about. Everything altogether is pretty complicated, I'd say. I'm still terrible at this game, despite the fact that I've, I I don't even want to look at how many hours I've played this game. I mean, I've definitely played it probably more than 40 oh, hours man, this week. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it layers so many systems that you you don't need to care about, but you can care about. Mm-hmm. And it, it technically does explain them all in, in a tutorial, but there's there's a lot, a surprising amount of depth. And we haven't even started talking about the horses themselves yet. So each of these horses can level up, and that will increase its speed and the amount of energy it can bank up, or you can bank up for it. But then 
each horse also has a preferred position. You know, some horses uh, like being in front of other horses. <laughs> some people, some horses like being behind other horses. <laughs> some horses really like when you make left turns, and you'll get extra energy when any of these conditions are applied. And the energy is important because when you're done with all these like portions of solitaire, you get to what's called, I guess, the home stretch. Mm -hmm. And the more energy you have in the home stretch, the faster your horse goes. Yeah, and and there's a, a small bit of guiding. Uh, your horse in in this home stretch run too. You can't actually get blocked by other horses. So sometimes during the last segment, you'll want to position your horse sort of away from everybody else, uh, so you have a clear shot forward. Mm -hmm. And once you get like trapped in, it's really hard to get out. Yeah. <laughs> it's really annoying. There's a lot to think about. More, it's really more than just playing solitaire well and racing. And I try to block other horses sometimes, and I just can't do it. I feel like they're all immune. Sure, yeah, I've never actually been able to block a horse. I've only been blocked. <laughs> Between that and slapping my horse, that's the part, <laughs> the other part that I like. Because, you know, if you have extra, I guess, stamina at the end, after all your... Right, little uh, giddy-up cards. <laughs> yeah, you can slap your horse to get him to go faster, which I love doing. That said, if you don't use your stamina cards... At the end of every race, those stamina cards will be translated into experience points for your horse. Right. So the whole thing's a trade-off. Yeah. Right. So you, you want to collect cards during the game, but you also want to be in a good position. You want to win your races, but you also want to save your stamina because it'll become experience. And collecting all these cards really levels up your horse. It may give your horse new skills, too. The skills could be that it's really good at getting a, a quick start at the beginning of the game or you're more likely to draw connecting cards in solitaire, or it's just a really happy horse, and um, it won't be affected if you, you know, miss a card. All those skills and all of those level-ups translate to the second portion of the game, where your horse stops growing in skills, but you still get to run races. And then finally, to the last step, where you put your farm out to breed with the other horses that you're raising and you're racing so there's there's this whole horse breeding element that i haven't even gotten up to yet because i haven't fully matured two horses are you kidding me <laughs> yeah all my horses are in the freaking farm right now <laughs> i've got so many i don't even know how to breed them all right, so there's a horse there's a horse mating aspect of this where you can pair horses that are compatible and get better horses out of them oh my god and then you can share these horses via QR codes to other people? Yep. Oh, my. Like, who, who thought of this? $7, folks. $7. $7. The layers of detail and complexity and systems that you could jump into if you want to are staggering. I was super impressed. I still am super impressed. Yeah, even, even for a horse game, I'm impressed. <laughs> and the only way that I've been able to deal with all these horses is I just come up with bathroom related oh my names God, that's for the everyone best part. naming your horse weird things because the announcers will call out your horse's name too while it's in the home stretch <laughs> i wish they had a voice capability <laughs> in this game <laughs> that would be great <laughs> but actually speaking of the sound and this you know we'll just pop into this for a second before i talk about my horse's names which i'm very proud of I'm sure the music is very weird sometimes it sounds like me singing in the shower I mean, it's frightening. <laughs> or, or your your beatbox, the the jingle last time. No, it just it sounds frightening. It's like 
Bye. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Is, is, I'm not even kidding. Is that what you sound like when you're in the shower? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm not a very good singer. That's why I admire these K-pop idols so much. Well, we'll hope Beyonce doesn't hand you the mic. <laughs> oh, God. Have you seen that video? Yep. The video. Where, where really? she, Beyonce is singing, and then she hands the mic to this, this really enthusiastic white girl. Yes, yes. Who ends up having the most awful voice. Well, no, she doesn't even know the song. Oh. <laughs> and she's literally just like, like everybody stops singing. Cause, well, I mean, Beyonce stops singing and like the crowd is singing. But you can hear this girl like going like. <laughs> but you can see her before, like as Beyonce's coming to her, she's like, no, no, no. Like, don't give it to me. No. We'll link oh, it in man. the show notes. Like what? You, you have to be able to count on one hand. The number of people that can say Beyonce has handed a microphone to them. And what rotten luck. <laughs> you can count on one finger the number of people that Beyonce's <laughs> handed a microphone to that don't know her lyrics. I mean, what are you doing? If the field tickets cost $1,000, what the hell are you doing up front if you don't know the songs? I mean, I have learned all of Mamamoo's songs by heart, of course. So, you know, when they hand the mic to me at KCON coming up, I'll be able to sing in Korean to their music, even though I'm a white girl. And that's because you've transcribed all their songs several times in your fan fiction. Right, of course. No, it's because I listen to the CD 50,000 times a day. <laughs> all right, well, I'll look out for the gif of you singing at the Mamamoo concert. Oh, great. It'll be my ticket to E-Fame. I can't believe you haven't played Horsies. Nope. That's what we like to call it. We like, I well, like to call you it call Horsies. It horsies. Yeah, that's what yeah, I do call it horses. I can't believe you haven't played horses in a week. No. You know, busy week at work. I did play Mad Max. Tried that oh, out. Oh, how was that? Pretty good. You know, I, I heard sort of surprisingly positive reviews uh, for what I thought was going to be a weird, like, kind of bad movie spinoff. But mm -hmm. it turned out to be a pretty solid open world game. Sort of similar feel to Shadows of Mordor in that, or, you know, even Assassin's Creed in that you have a lot of objectives to cover over an open a large open world mm -hmm. except clearly in mad max there is sort of uh batman arkham asylum or arkham knight style melee mechanics and this vehicle upgrading system and vehicle chase and vehicle fight system and um, that's that's pretty much the whole highlight of the game mm -hmm. just like the movie yeah you know i i haven't gotten too far into it so i don't know how much of the movie there is but so far, even just in the first couple areas, I've been able to chase down a convoy, like ram them, like side ram them with my spike wheels and use a grappling hook to fire into a driver's side of an enemy's car and yank that person out of their seat, like leaving Ooh. the car to go careening down the road. You should never play this, Megan. Yeah, I was going to say, is this game like really... It's very violent. Well, I don't mind violence. I mean, I play Gears of War and I have no That's problem with that. Point. Hmm. I just have a problem. So for an example of the kind of gore I do not like, uh, Tomb Raider oh, is a, yeah. a good example. Mm -hmm. Tomb Raider is way too gory for me. I can't do that. Gears of War is... Yeah, I'm surprised. You know, it's I it's mean... it's fantasy enough, I think, for me that I can, I can deal with it. Because you're not... I mean, you don't really get... You can get chainsawed, I guess, but you don't really see much of what happens when you get chainsawed. Okay. You only see, like, you know, the bits of locust that 
you chainsaw. And that's not a real person, so that doesn't bother me. But Tomb Raider, you know, Lara Croft's getting spikes through oh, her yeah. and whatever else. Mm-mm. Like, there's that one scene in that one game where she's going down the river uh-huh. or whatever, and she gets a, a spike in her throat, I think. Oh, God. Ugh. Um, ugh. <laughs> I have to stop thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not overly vi- uh, gratuitous in its depictions of violence. I mean, if I mean, were you able to watch Mad Max? No, I haven't seen it, but that's just because I don't like those face masks. They creep me out. Well, okay, there's probably going to be face masks. <laughs> 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 but, you know, a lot of the violence is just, just sort of like punch em up violence like you would find in a beat-em-up game. And, uh-huh. and the car violence, it's, it's all so far apart, and so much of it is just explosions that are really beautiful that I think you'd be fine with most of it, really. I actually got it because I had subscribed to the Humble Monthly Bundle. Okay. And, you know, I'd heard about the game. This was a new low price for it. And I figured I'd get more free games past that. So mm-hmm. it's no problem for me. And yeah, I liked it. Well, cool. I haven't really had much time for any other games but horses. <laughs> so we, we've both been racing our own things. But I've yeah. just been racing post-apocalyptic battle cars. And you've been racing. What's your latest horse's name? Uh, the latest one is Putin Pooters. <laughs> That's with a Z. Putin, not like Vladimir Putin. Right. Putin, like what comes out your P-O-O-T-I-N. butt. P O O T. P O O T. Right. And then apostrophe. <laughs> and then Pooters, P O O T E R Z. And they're all along that lines. I've got Tootin' Tooters. I've got Poopin' Poopers. Oh. I've got. Do we have the. I have Diarrhea Dasher, yes. it, courtesy of oh, you. So good. I know that was really good. <laughs> Do you, uh, did you make a scootin' scooter? <laughs> I did make a scootin' scooters. Scooting like, you know, when Frisbee's got an itchy butt and she scoots on the floor. This is new to me. I have one more. Oh, I made a new one this morning called Pile of Poop. <laughs> and and she, I tried to show it to Joey when she was coming home from work. And she was just like, get that shit out of my face. Like, no pun intended. But like, really, honey? Like, just stop. <laughs> your your next one should be the prancing pooper oh prancing pooper that's a prancing poopers that's a great one (laughs) i'm trying to remember what my i have one more in the space between when we record this and we post up the episode you need to a get a new horse which i'm sure is gonna be no problem with the clip you're playing at (laughs) make a prancing pooper horse and then post up a photo I will do it. Oh, and now I remember the name. And I got it from your name because you need... So there's a one horse that's kind of a red-looking horse. Right. It's kind like of got like yellow, like light yellow skin, but with a shock of red mane. An orange mm-hmm. in there somewhere. So Stephen named that horse Ponyta, which <laughs> makes sense. So then I made a new horse of that kind, and I named it Flaming Poopers. Oh, God. You know, like after you eat something real spicy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> But Prancing Pooper, that's a good one. I'm going to have to come up with some more alliteration. That's my jam. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I want you to be my beta for my fan fiction. You know, it's very tactical timing to to finally bring us back to that (laughs) as we hit the 30-minute mark. When you know I want to cut off this episode. Well, so I'll I'll leave a little bird seed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, leave a little bird seed so we don't kick this gift horse in the mouth. (laughs) A little airhead for you guys. I did finish a short story and I posted it and I've I've been getting a lot of love. I think I'm up to like 1200 views and before I checked earlier today, I was somewhere around like 260 subscribers. Mm -hmm. 
So, Stephen and I were commenting on how thirsty this fandom is. Like, it it's crazy. It is desperate for sustenance. But yeah, they they're in like a friggin' desert apparently. <laughs> and you are the water bearer. Yeah, I am the water bearer. But I've had a number of people. I mean, I've only got a couple of comments because people don't really comment. Mm-hmm. It's kind of embarrassing to comment, <laughs> at least for me. I don't know. But these people commented, and right, you're you're exposing yourself right to this, to, to the world. Or were these public comments or no? They're no anonymous comments. Oh yeah, no. I mean, like they're associated with you know whatever the person's username is. It's really no different than YouTube. Mm-hmm. But no one's telling me that I write femininely as a brick or you know <laughs> that I'm too busy with my pizza ice cream. Well, if you take too long with the next uh, next story, maybe that's they true. Will. It's probably gonna be a while before I post again. I'm too busy with horsies. <laughs> we just need a crossover. Oh God, horsies and Mamamoo. <laughs> <laughs> You know, maybe maybe you post up your QR code for the prancing pooper who ends up being this award-winning horse, and turns out Mamamoo also has an addiction to pocket car jockey, and uses your horse to lead her to victory. Well, then I know that Solar and I are meant to be if she also has an addiction to pocket car jockey. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no better telling factor than that. <laughs> right. We don't need to pluck petals off of a flower. <laughs> we just need to be, hey, do you play pocket card jockey? Oh, my God. I'm sitting, I'm picturing me in front of a dandelion. She likes pocket card jockey. She doesn't <laughs> like pocket card jockey. She likes pocket card jockey. Well, after you pay $1,000 for your meet and greet ticket and you have uh, your one question, that can be your question. I don't even want to think about how much I'm going to spend. Is it actually $1,000? Well, so I still haven't been able to get tickets on Ticketmaster and... I don't really understand it because I I find it very hard to believe that this sold out. Last year when we went to KCON, there were tons and tons of seats around us that were open. I mean, basically our entire section was open. And like all the upper sections were open. And I can't imagine that one year later, the entire convention would sell out. Yeah, that's that's That just doesn't seem right to me. So I was looking on Ticketmaster and, you know, they never even showed me any tickets in the, like the special tier with the, the fan engagement that I was looking for. And I was there like the minute they went on sale. And I also put in a request with the American Express concierge and they also said that they couldn't purchase them for me. You know, they have a partnership with Ticketmaster. So I feel like they probably get, I don't know if they get early access or they get like a special queue where you know they get to purchase it or something but it seems strange to me that i couldn't find it american express couldn't find it and then even when i kept searching for tickets like i couldn't even find any of the lower tier tickets so i think ticketmaster was doing something deceitful there goes our ticketmaster sponsorship but i don't care i would never want a sponsorship from them anyway i wouldn't mind i would (laughs) i would never buy a ticket from ticketmaster again if i could help it but that's just unreasonable yeah they're kind of everywhere right they are they're totally everywhere but I, you know, I keep checking the website. I'm hoping that more tickets will either go on sale or that, you know, something, you know, maybe they'll have people start selling like the resale tickets or, or something. Because mm-hmm. last year, something similar happened where I didn't get shown any tickets in the tier that I wanted, but I kept checking back. And like a few weeks later, I got the tickets that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that will happen again this year. If it doesn't, then it looks like I will probably be paying $1,000 on eBay for, you know, like triple oh price God. tickets or whatever. Yeah, that's that's Hamilton level pricing right yep. there, and that's Beyonce uh, level pricing. On that depressing note ends another episode of Swag Cheer, folks. Yo yo. <laughs> no! <laughs> God damn it, Frisbee! Shut up! <laughs>